0: get this turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 119 of do rags and boat shoes nigga it's saturday and here i am recording saturday morning recording this episode so uh just much love and respect if you listen to 118 and uh make sure you as always you tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a few more friends and have that those friends tell 10 more friends um but let's see what's going on first things first we have to say rest in peace to linda brown Uh, she was a little girl in the middle of the brown versus board of education uh, which ultimately ended blatant segregation Uh, she was 76 years old so rest in peace to her Um, and then let's uh, give a special uh rest in peace and uh condolences to the uh baron family uh we lost uh patricia baron aka big mama uh, she has the restaurant up there on north 45th 45th street and she's a staple at um you know taste of omaha um had that sweet potato ice cream um it's a great soul food restaurant great staff great people uh, she was a great woman and um You know, uh, just rest in peace to her. Uh, I think they're going to take some time off. So the big mama's kitchen will be closed uh, a few days next week. Uh, But the family would like folks to uh, make memorial contributions uh, to the uh, Metro Community College Foundation to benefit the uh, patricia big mama baron culinary scholarship so they don't need you know anybody trying to donate money for funeral expenses and things like that they ain't holding like a fish fry and things like that they got all the, inf- the affairs in order as most most black folks should so with that you know that 10 20 dollars you was gonna you know buy a plate of fish for you know for the funeral go ahead and donate that Uh, to uh, you know her uh, culinary scholarship at Metro and I'll have a link in the show notes so you can either you know mail a check or money order or you can um, go to a website Uh, and I'll have that in the show notes so y'all can go ahead and check that out so it's been a crazy week online uh first things first what the fuck is going on with your man's fabulous we just seen a video was released of him holding a knife threatening his lady and uh, her father and um it's uh but a few days ago there was reports of uh uh a police report came out uh tmz obtained it with them vulture ass folks uh, they just be digging and digging and digging and so the rapper uh allegedly um hit his woman in the face a few times knocking out her teeth and he was fighting her brother his baby mama brother and her father too and so that video was released and he's like holding a knife pointing at the daddy and you know pointing at her and he's walking towards her like he about to beat the shit out of her and i just don't know what the fuck is going on with fab you know fab always uh jay jackson he always uh uh you know kind of showed himself as a cool laid-back guy and see him, you know, trying to fight his woman and fight her father and brother. Uh that's it's just odd to see. And uh I don't know what's wrong with y'all niggas who are online talking about, well what did she do? Well nothing a woman shouldn't do every anything to, you know, get a man to a point. Well, you know, to a point well man should never get to a point where he's, you know, threatening to kill his woman punching out her teeth and shit like that you know i can see you know if you're younger and you dumb and you just trying to you know trying to find your way and you know we all make mistakes but fab is what 40 you know what i'm saying so you know in a situation like this you don't ever ask like well what did the woman do the only time i feel that a man should you know defend himself is if his life is in jeopardy you know and some woman is trying to you know stab him or shoot him or something like that well you got to do what you can to you know uh to stay alive you know but if it's a domestic issue or something like that just fucking leave just leave take it from experience just leave you don't ever want to put your hands on a woman just leave you know, you get that fucking mad and frustrated where you're yelling and you're throwing stuff. And, you know, you're like, I'm about to kill this bitch, you know, just fucking leave and take yourself out of that situation and look at it from a third, like a, in a third person point of view. You know, um, but yeah, that is just wild just to see that happen and just kind of see that unravel uh you know she and some people were saying reports were saying that she, he was mad that she was in la at the same time that he was in la so it might have been some creeping going on on his his part you know he could have had a side piece out there and you know that's what he got mad about or you know he could have found something you know in her dms or something and, you know he, she might have been hanging out with some guy that he didn't like but you know she's a stylist and she does a lot of things within the hip-hop culture uh, and that's part of her job, so who, who knows what happens, but it should never got to the point where you you punching your lady and putting hands on your lady, you know, you get that fucking mad, you just leave, you just leave, and fab, you got money, like, what the fuck are you doing, you know, and it just shows just how weak some men are, you know, and how um, they move in relationships, you know, it's just, it's just something just it's just heartbreaking to see that you just it's just heartbreaking to see you know a man you know do some shit like that and you know and shout out to her brother and her father for coming to defend her you know because a lot of times you know uh there'd be some punk ass men in the family and they they don't do nothing about the situation and things of that sort so just shout out to them and um yeah we'll just keep an eye on that i really don't like talking about celebrity gossip but it is what it is. Um, let's see what else we got going on in that good old Summer Jam screen. Oh, uh, I guess we can talk about uh, what else was happening. We had Tyrone the Scammer from uh, Howard University. He was making headlines. And uh, you know what's heartbreaking about this story? You know, he's denied all of these allegations against him. So I will say allegedly scamming. But what's heartbreaking is to see why this nigga was scamming. And the nigga was scamming just a stunt on social media. You know them niggas you see on social media that have on like, you know, uh, a bunch of designer clothes and they be like working a nine to five. Couldn't be me, you know, and that's when you know a nigga is scamming. I had a nigga scam, try to scam me. Uh, he was like... Uh, he uh friended me on uh instagram and he had about i don't know about eight thousand followers and it was just pictures of him doing fly shit and all this other stuff and this nigga hopped in my dms uh pause and he said he said man you want to make some money you know uh doing what i do and all this other shit and i think i might i might have told the story i'm not sure and uh or maybe i told this the story about the scammer maybe but i don't know i maybe told people in my sneaker group about the the sneaker scammer but um uh, anyway so he had this fly life you know on yachts and you know staged photos and all this other shit high-end clothes and all this other shit so i'm just like okay let me entertain and see how these niggas scamming today right and so he's just like uh he's basically saying that uh, he asked me what kind of banks I went through, and I told him my, the two banks that I use, you know. Uh, I got a couple of savings accounts and one checking, and he's just like, oh, I can't do this bank, but I can definitely do that bank. And I'm like, okay, well, what needs to happen? You know, I'm just entertaining the shit. And um, so he's like, uh, so basically it's like a, it's a EFT scam, uh, scam, so like an electronic funds transfer scam. So somehow some way they deposit these fake funds into your account over um over the weekend or something and before it clears you're supposed to take the money out get a money order send it to him he takes a cut of it off the top and then they'll input uh a different amount of funds more than what was in your uh than more that was in the EFT the electronic funds transfer which is like a direct deposit or you know when you get that uh tax refund or whatever you know um and I was just like nah he was like yeah I just need your routing number and your checking account number and he was showing me all these different uh receipts from people and shit like that sending pictures and I was just like nah I'm cool i'm cool on that he's like you sure because you can make you know seven grand in two weekends just doing this and i'm just like nah because exactly what's going to happen is you'll use my routing number and checking account number this is how the scam works and then you'll input this money into my account over the weekend so it won't clear until a couple days but then you can still somehow take the money out because some banks you know depending on how long you've been with them they'll just trust you on it. it's like oh okay well this is from a reputable source okay so the funds probably will be there so we'll just go ahead and let the funds be available but it'll still say pending but you can get the money out and so you're supposed to pull the money out of your account via ATM or um, so it was supposed to be like uh, you take out so much out of the ATM this is the part I'm leaving out so much from the ATM and then you go inside and take out the rest and then you're supposed to get a money order sent to him. So, you know damn well, as soon as a motherfucker sends that money order with them few thousand dollars, you ain't getting shit back. You ain't getting a damn thing back. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. But uh, let's get back to this, uh, this scamming, though. So, like I said, this nigga was just doing it for social media and he was so this tyrone cat was a student that worked in the financial aid office of howard university and somehow he was uh taking students federal aid money and pocketing it while telling the students that they got denied for the aid allegedly and uh so he this man finessed over four hundred thousand dollars just for social media stunting like gucci loafers uh, Louis Vuitton uh, satchel bags, uh, fur coats, and he had his own so he had his own media team and cameraman and all this other shit. You know, just nigga shit. You know, this this is just just for nigga trinkets and uh, likes. You scamming for likes, my G. And that kind of money can really be life changing if you think about it. But but the nigga wanted Gucci loafers, you know, fur coats and cashmere socks for the gram. Fuck the gram. Like, you could take that $400,000 and, you know, you could give, you could break off a hand-to-hand accountant. You have to really know a white-collar dude, you know, one of them white-collar crime cats. You know, you could break him off about 20 racks of that. It was like $430,000, right? So you could break him off about 20 Gs. And then have him or her rinse that money for you, and then move it to an offshore bank account, or not even rinse it yet, just move it to an offshore bank account. And if they don't rinse it, then you just rinse it yourself by investing it a little at a time, because you can't take out more than I believe what is it, ten thousand dollars before the banks have to notify the federal government of you taking out that much amount of money. So you could take out nine hundred and nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and they don't have to report it but it's within a certain amount of time or something i think it's like per day or something like that or every few days or something you can't take out more than ten thousand dollars but anyway so you can rinse the shit yourself because if you have that offshore bank account you can take out as much as you want You know, and put some of that shit in a mattress or whatever. But you can invest that little by little into the stock market, into a Roth IRA. Just something to make that money, you know, uh, you know, grow by a quarter or, you know, you get hot in the stock market. You can even double some of that money that you're investing. You see what I'm saying? This man was so smart, but so dumb at the same damn time. And so... There's supposed to be some other people involved into this uh, scamming, too, from the Howard Financial Aid Office. Um, And then, you know, he released a statement through his lawyers. I didn't watch the uh, he did an interview with uh, Roland Martin. I didn't watch that at all. But uh, I seen a few tweets about it. And he's pretty much denying everything and saying he got this money legitimately. And I want to know how the fuck do you go to college and you rack up over four hundred thousand dollars in excess? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because, I mean, if that's the case, you know, shit, let me go ahead and attend a four-year university and figure out how the fuck I can come home, you know, with damn near half a million dollars and uh, no student debt. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. And um, the students found out about it. And a shout out to the students. Shout out to y'all niggas for um, standing outside the offices and blaring Rihanna's bitch better have my money. You know, I see you making real change, my nigga. (laughs) If y'all don't get y'all goofy asses up out of there, try to seek some legal counsel and get all the media attention that you can and start filing some suits. That's what y'all need to do. Start filing some civil suits. Anybody who's been denied federal aid at that university need to lawyer up and start filing some civil suits or y'all could even have a class action lawsuit and figure out, You know how y'all gonna get y'all money back from these goddamn scammers and how howard let this happen instead of y'all singing and dancing and having a good time outside of the admin office and calling it a fucking protest goofy shit all the way around a nigga scamming for the gram And then students react by dancing in front of the administrative offices, singing, bitch, better have my money. Just nigga shit all around. Just goofy ass nigga shit all the way around. So let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next topic. Let's see what else we got on that good old Summer Jam screen. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Okay, let's talk about Miguel Perez. Uh, This is the vet that everybody was talking about earlier this week um, that did two tours in Afghanistan, and he was deported just recently, right? Uh, He has been in ICE custody since 2016, so y'all keep that in mind. Uh, U.S. authorities denied his uh, citizenship application due to a felony drug conviction. Um, and people are defending Perez by saying it stems from PTSD for those, from those uh, two tours in the Middle East. So he came over here, uh, youngin', and he got his green card and shit like that, did a couple of tours uh, over in the Middle East. And then he came home and he started becoming a drug user just because he said he felt antisocial. He wanted to be more sociable and things like that. So naturally, when you see in these headlines, you're thinking, oh, you know, he must got a felony conviction for, you know, drug use and shit like that. And that's what people are defending him, are saying, you know, it stems from the PTSD. So naturally, the, the, the average citizen, the 85, they looking at it like, oh, this man is using drugs because that's how I was looking at it too and I'm like oh well let me start digging in here and reading these actual articles because a lot of times we get so hung up on a headline that just catches our attention then all of a sudden we just retweet it we just share it with a comment oh this is fucked up you know this guy did two tours and now they're sending them back to Mexico and he ain't been there since he was like five six years old you know yada 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 and everybody jumps in your comments and retweets it yeah that's fucked up that's fucked up but nobody really read the article so i'm like let me go ahead and read the fucking article okay so those defending perez and you know a lot of people with a lot of followers end up doing this shit too so you know the people defending perez failed to leave out what the actual charge is this wasn't a case of this man just getting high on a bump of coke or shooting some heroin this man was delivering over two pounds so probably a key 2.2 pounds of coke to a, a undercover cop in illinois Okay, so that's what he was busted for. He was trying to get a fucking key off, a whole key of Coke. And a key of Coke right now is going for almost $40,000. But this was back in 2016, so it might have been in like the mid-30s. You know what I'm saying? So help me out here. So this man suffering from PTSD, but he out here trying to flip a, a, a key of Coke. Okay, so he ended up getting 15 years in prison, and his green card was revoked. And ICE began the deportation procedures when he was about halfway through his bid. This was back in 2010. Uh, let's see here. So um, so now, then you have to look at, you know, what the deporter-in-chief, a.k.a. former President Obama, you know, uh, he was kicking folks out left and right you know people who were here as immigrants illegally who had uh records you know so him getting his green card revoked put him in that illegal status right and he has now he has a felony conviction Okay, so Perez was convicted in 2010 and proceedings began halfway through his sentence. So it seems like the media is trying to spin it in a way that this Trump administration doesn't like people of color, which we know is true. You know, even if you have fought for this country. But remember, you have to keep in mind, you know, the orange Julius Caesar, he inherited a very well oiled machine, you know, by the name of immigration enforcement from the Obama administration that benefited from a record breaking 15 billion dollar budget back in 2010. 2015 and you know uh fucking the cheeto in chief is not that involved he's just pretty much a sales pitchman i mean if you watch um there's a documentary about uh criminals on it's like a show i forgot what the fuck his name is but it's on the the new releases on netflix and it talks about how donald trump isn't a good businessman he's just a showman and other people just pretty much run the business is for him and it's only like 45 minute episodes so it pretty much breaks that down and just how he ran um them casinos down in atlantic city because he didn't know what the, really what the fuck he was doing and how many times he went bankrupt because he just let other people do the shit and you know he just thinks shit is like a good idea and then he just like kind of runs with it he's just an impulse guy and he's just a, a figure you know but people under him actually run the shit So I'm thinking that's probably the same thing that happened when he inherited, you know, ICE, right? And they still benefiting from a fucking $15 billion budget, you know, so I really can't believe that I'm defending the cheeto in chief. But, you know, we just got to be honest so I could see, you know, if this man was uh, this uh, Miguel Perez guy was, uh, you know, doing something for drug use and he got this felony conviction. And I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. But my man was just trying to flip a key you know so that's what comes along with it i mean and we all know why selling drugs is illegal because the government doesn't know how to regulate that and tax it at a formidable rate that's pretty much it they're not getting their cut of the money that's why it's illegal and i can't really b- believe that i defended the cheeto and chief but we just have to be truthful here on this podcast so uh let's see what else I guess we can talk about the unfortunate news about this brother, um, Alton Sterling. May he rest in peace. Um, Earlier this week, um, so we just going to say in water is wet news, uh, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, Uh, He said that he will not bring up charges against the officers responsible for the death of the brother Alden Sterling. You know, he was selling them bootleg CDs and DVDs outside the corner store. Somebody called and said that there was a man brandishing a gun or something like that. But Louisiana is an open carry state. So if you watch the DA's press conference, this man found every excuse on the books to not charge those race soldiers. Um, You know, all too often... these district attorneys act as judge and jury by not charging cops due to their own conclusions now shouldn't that really be led up to the jury to decide if the cops acted maliciously that's that's what should really happen you know it's not up to you so now this man was pinned down and shot in the back you know f- my question is why did it take two years for the DA to come to this conclusion that's just suspicious it seems to me that you wanted to do it you know this late in time so that the so-called wounds could heal in the community and folks wouldn't be out on the streets wilding out you know it's very amazing to me that if you go up north and look at the case in Minnesota the Australian woman Justine Damon may she rest in peace she was shot and killed by a cop named Mohammed Noor this is a black Muslim brown Muslim darker skin man um Damon called police, remember she called police because she thought she heard a woman being attacked. Officer Noor came on the scene and was startled by a loud noise and Justine was heading towards the cop car and Noor opened fire killing her. Now less than a year later the prosecutor brought up charges on Officer Noor and did not overcharge him. That's another uh, uh, scam that a lot lot of these DA's like to play out in these uh, state's attorneys. They like to overcharge cops. so uh you know they make they try to look like an ally but they really don't you know want to get get on get on the police union's bad side and the white public's bad side you know as in the case of walter scott so you remember they had the jury foreman they had that felony charge dropped right before he uh right before trial and he was saying he sounded just like maya angelou's uh zesty-ass son and he was just up sort of talking about we got the feel and touch the gun and we got to see more evidence. And he couldn't say what the evidence was. And I don't think the cop acted in a malicious manner. I don't think he meant to kill Walter Scott. And you see in the damn video that Walter Scott is just running away from him. And he just he don't even try to chase after him. He just pulls his gun from his holster and just hots him in his back multiple times. And he plans to taser by him. But he didn't act maliciously. You know, so he was skinning and grinning, you know, which it resulted in a hung jury. So, you know, he didn't really go to jail, but he violated. Somehow they found that this cop violated the civil rights of Walter Scott and this uh, the cop ended up being charged. OK so um let's see here but let's get back to officer Norm. so now this is a muslim man who killed a white woman you know so his black ass will be going up under the jail and if convicted the residents of the twin city should not feel vindicated because officer yanez punk as is still free for the killing of philando castile lady justice is not colorblind not colorblind at all and it's been released today that the officer that killed alton sterling down there in louisiana has been fired and then uh, his accompanying officer has uh been suspended for three days now if you watch the video i retweeted it on the durags boat shoes uh twitter page you can see in the chief of police's face this is a brother he was saying that uh it was his decision and you can see on his face that he's lying You can see that it's eating him up inside to suspend the officer that was accompanying the one that got fired that actually uh, let those shots off into Alden Sterling's back. And what's amazing to me is how the uh, the D.A. down there didn't see any evidence uh, that they acted maliciously when they pull up and you look at these body cam uh, videos. The cop already makes the decision, uh, threatening Alton Sterling, said, I'm going to shoot your punk ass or shoot your ass, bitch, or something like that. And, uh, And then he said, if you don't stop moving, I'll put a bullet in your head. So he already had that. He was already amped up and ready to. He was with the shits already. And this is what I mean when uh, these DA's act as judge and jury before anything has even started. And like I said, the whole trick, what they like to do if they do charge cops, they will overcharge them, meaning they will charge them with like first degree murder or something like that. just like what they did with, uh, who was that woman, Betty Shelby down there in Oklahoma. They did the same thing when she shot that brother uh, who had car trouble. He was out in the middle of the road and they just, she just blew him the fuck away. And uh, the DA there overcharged her. And this woman was so confident that she was going to get off. She was talking about the incident before it even went to trial. She knew she was going to get off. But, um, yeah, it's just very heartbreaking, and that's why we need to be more active than ever in these election processes with these states' attorneys and these DAs and things like that. We really have to hold them accountable and hold them to the flame. You know, all too often we think that we should just vote in the presidential election after they give us the choices, but we need to really get involved at the local level and just see what these people's records are and actually host and hold, you know, meetings and things like that to see where these people's brains are at and see how they think and how they maneuver. Cause all too often, I know I've been guilty of it in the past when, you know, you go against, uh, you know, you're voting for like mayor and then you see all these other attorneys and these judges being elected and things like that. Like, should this judge get reelected? I know as a child, when I was 18 and younger, not younger but a little bit older before i actually started doing my uh research you know you just start filling in shit you're like oh this name looks good this name looks decent i like this name better than that name so you just you know circling in the dots and things like that so we really have to stop being so ignorant politically and we have to uh you know step our game up politically and financially when it comes to backing a candidate we have to do it every you know from the you know from the mayor from the governor on down to the fucking city council we need to be involved and see what these people think because these people are making decisions on our lives so hove what you gotta say don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope uh selling hope like dope i mean naturally we have to give it to uh our brother killer mike um good dude great dude but what the fuck was he doing on nra tv so he was being a puppet just for the nra uh you know via that interview now with uh noir who he calls a friend now remember i told y'all about um coleon noir when uh he was talking about people were like oh the nra ain't said shit about um the brother philando castile being killed but he actually said something he's a spokesperson for nra i guess and he works for nra tv his brother's a lawyer um and he had a heartfelt letter because he knew that was just a blatant murder and he was, you know, the brother was licensed to carry everything, did everything correctly. And Officer Ynez Punk-Ass just blew him away in front of his lady and the little girl in the vehicle. He could have killed both of them, uh, the the girl and, the, and his woman, too. Uh, just letting off rounds. Just That man did not need to be a cop if he's that damn scared of black folks. Now... Um, so he he had this heartfelt you know uh letter he spoke out and uh man them white nra members was flaming him in the comments why does it have to be about race and he should have complied with the cop and all this other shit just flaming him so coleon had to come back and just coon extra hard he took a little break from social media and things like that and uh you know then he came back and you know started back with the skinning and grinning and you know they're trying to take our guns and all this other shit and you know speaking and comforting white folks now coleon noir could have stood his ground and he could have just spoke the truth like he did before and he we have to you know black folks coons have to stop doing this they really have to stop trying to make the majority feel comfortable in their racism like people really have to stop doing that and it's coons of all colors they do that they try to justify uh white folks bigotry they try to justify you know those in the dominant society who are so bigoted and blanketed in their racism they try to cover it up in a warm blanket like it's okay i agree with you i was mistaken for speaking the truth i should i shouldn't have spoke the truth i should have just kept telling you these fucking fairy tales that you're used to and that you read in your history and social studies books about us violent negroes you know and uh, it happens with all the all the coons you can they they always try to justify some fucked up racist ass behavior. And he had the perfect opportunity to stand his ground and speak his truth. Now, the brother's a lawyer, so I don't think he need, does he really need that NRA money like that? I don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, Coons really have to stop doing that because at the end of the day, they always get their wake up call. They will always get their wake up call and always be reminded of, hey, you're just a puppet. You know what I'm saying? Um, Killer Mike found that out the hard way with this uh, Now Mike was, uh, Killer Mike was thinking that he was bridging the gap by sitting down with uh, Coleon Noir to discuss black gun ownership So naturally you would think oh what's wrong with that Well we're dealing with the fucking NRA I mean you've seen those vile videos that they had with Dana Loesch and all that other shit um, They sat on the interview which was fucked up They sat on the interview and released it once the March for Our Lives event happened to make it seem like Mike was speaking down on those kids who've been marching all weekend and doing press about gun control. Now, Killer Mike, he's a very smart guy. He's a pretty smart guy. So I don't know how he could have failed for the okie doke with the NRA. You know, since slavery, there's always been collaboration, collaborators of white supremacy, a.k.a. cows, a.k.a. coons, jigaboos, quimbos, sambos. And like I said, Coleo Noir is no different by being the black mascot. So they used the black mascot to lure Killer Mike in. And now Mike is on the damn apology tour after folks got in his ass. And it was funny because once the snippet dropped online, folks were flaming Mike on Twitter and he was defending His position of for going on the show tooth and nail just defending but after a while just folks wore his ass down and he had to put that pride to the side to see it for what it was he was being used Um, you know and so you have to just really let that be a lesson don't ever you know get on a suspect platform trying to reach the masses because they will use you I mean shit you go back and look at Jackie Robinson and how the media used him to slander Muhammad Ali I mean, Killer Mike, you should've known better, white supremacy uses the same tricks because we fail to educate ourselves on their tactics. They use the same damn tricks all the time. Soon as folks start rising up and trying to eradicate and get rid of the system of white supremacy, here comes some folks like, hold on, hold on, you know, some folks that look like you because all skin folk ain't, because all skin folk ain't kin folk, right? you know because they just you they got a few dollars in their pockets and they're just like oh hold on hold on it ain't that bad it ain't bad ain't that bad like you looked at uh fucking diamond and silk these women thought that they were going to be you know rolling in the dough I, I so to speak I don't know how much they making from you, their YouTube channel or whatever but I feel like they doing what they can to keep the lights on and they just these mammy characters and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, build that wow, you know and just all this goofy ass coon shit and the Trump administration gave both of them they gave them together $1300 $650 a piece for all that cooning and soft shoeing and that that mammyism and that and they still out here making YouTubes with them bad wigs, they still out here like that on that bullshit. And it's sad to see, and it's heartbreaking. And speaking of heartbreaking, uh, that brother Stefan Clark, who got killed up there, what was in Sacramento. He was in his grandmama's backyard, and they shot him all them times in his back. Uh, it's heartbreaking to hear about this tragedy and then what was even it, it just made you cuz you feel bad for the brother you felt bad for his lady uh she she's asian or hispanic something like that um and she her twitter is full of her using the 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 word niggas left and right and he and i don't know if this was his twitter account allegedly is his uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but so many people are running with it like it is his. I know that's her uh Twitter account, but with his, may he rest in peace. It's saying that that nigga said uh only thing I like black is my Xbox. I was like, God damn. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like what are you doing? And he was shitting on like dark skinned women and you know on all these old tweets, and I'm just like, man. Like, but you don't know who's the perfect victim, right? So you have some black folks that's just like, man, man fuck that nigga, you know, for shitting on black women like that, and for his uh, his, his non-black woman to uh, be shitting on, you know, using an n bomb like that and shit like that. But this still is a brother who lost his life to uh, uh, state-sanctioned violence, and uh, you know, it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, one of the reasons I really didn't go into the case was it's I don't know. It's one of those things where, you know, you just kind of get tired of talking about it. Um, I guess I needed to talk about it, but, uh, you know, just seeing those tweets and seeing that from his lady, it was just like, this is a brother who just maybe hated himself. You know, he didn't deserve to die. There's no such thing as a perfect victim. You know, you don't have to be like all black, 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 black. Let me drink this alkaline water. I'm from Wakanda, really. And, you know, all this other shit and get killed and then everybody will mourn you. But... It's one of those things where you just kind of take a step back like damn bro you really felt like that about black women or were you trying to get these jokes off but still trying to get these jokes off at the expense of you know you you got killed in your grandmother's backyard that's a black woman you know your mama's black you know it's like fuck. you know so it's, you, you just kind of it's like do i talk about this do i not talk about this so it just kind of put me in a weird spot because in on one hand you're like damn this is another brother that got killed by the police but it's like damn this is a brother who hated himself and he hated his women you know so it just kind of puts you in an odd predicament so i don't know how i got here talking about killing mike but um i don't even know how the fuck i got here but anyways uh Killer Mike was out here just selling hope like dope. Uh, Hopefully the Clark family finds some justice. But you know that cop will not be charged. It'll be some shit. They'll get a few million dollar payout or some shit like that. The family will. um, Because you know that's what a black life is worth. And then the cop may be, you know, suspended. Or the cops may be suspended. And then they'll get back pay for the time that they lost and all this other shit. It's just the same old cycle. And somehow this shit has to stop. What needs to happen is... uh, We really need to start operating, um, you know, we need to infiltrate mainstream media and just start really, um, you know, we have to change the narrative, we have to change that black narrative of, you know, our women are promiscuous and our men are violent uh, maniacs, like there's something like how Glad came out and just basically changed how... The folks view gay folks, you know, and lesbians and transgender and all this. There's this pretty much, it's just a shaming. It's a group that shames folks that uh, comes out and speaks negatively about gays. Like, we need something like that for black folks. We really do. We need, really need to start changing the narrative. And uh, that's why works of uh, like the brother um, Dr. Uh, Tommy Curry is so important. Uh, that book, The Man Not, you know, it really dives in deep. To the myth of, uh, you know, the, these black predators and things of that sort. And um, it's heartbreaking to see, um, you know, these white scholars, you know, that article came out, was it on the Wall Street Journal or something? And it was talking about how black boys and black men, you know, suffer the most, even if they come from a wealthy family, um, they still, like, could suffer generational not generationally but they could still you know with institutional racism and state-sanctioned violence you know that's just a recipe for disaster and it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll um you know you'll be out here being as successful as the generation before you that brought you up you know if you grew up in a wealthy or middle-class area which was uh you know, anybody could have told you that, but it was coming from a white institution. So people jumped on it like, oh, OK, so we really need to start protecting these black boys. I've seen LeBron James say something about it um, and just, you know, just black celebrities all over start tweeting about it and talking about it. But it's like you look at the man not this book that Dr. Curry uh, put out that has so many references is so much of the work that he's done like how come we're not amplifying this brother but it's coming from a black man it's just like oh that's just that nigga shit you know what i'm saying it's just that thought process but if it has a white stamp of approval then all of a sudden it's like oh this is legitimate and we really have to stop thinking like that we really do have to stop thinking like that but i feel like i'm rambling and selling hope like dope uh so let me go ahead and bag up this dope ship it out to the streets this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter L as in hey yo, my guy. My hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So holding an L this week has to go to uh, five women who worked at a uh, northeast Iowa care facility. Um, these women is Carolyn Weidrich, uh What is this? Jamie Pagel. Shelby Sebring Megan Penny and Paige Joanne Joanning Meyer okay Joanning Meyer these five are accused of having sex with patients at this uh, Prairie View residential care facility in Fayette, Iowa between 2015 and 2016, they uh, this facility cares for patients with uh, mental illness, intellectual disabilities, and medical conditions. Uh, some of these, these women, 23, 26, 44, 24, and 32, they had sexual relationships with patients while working at the facility. How hard up were these CNAs? That's what I want to know. How hard up with you for some dick? Uh, to be fucking these, uh, folks in these mental health facilities. Like, how hard up were you for some pleasure? And five of y'all? This is wild. Um let's see here uh the sheriff marty fisher is quoted as saying these cnas have violated the trust of not only their employers but also the families of these patients who put their trust in these individuals to care for their family members now i don't think the family is like oh that's fucked up they probably thinking oh well you got a little action in there i mean it ain't too bad up in there you know you got cnas you know giving them reach arounds i mean yeah uncle charlie gonna be all right he having a good time i don't know why they let uh uh jamie pagel go she she was pretty good at her job he liked her you know what i'm saying but uh most of them were on like a ten thousand dollar bond uh prairie view is investigating this but uh, like these are just some average ass looking white women like they ain't fucked up in the face or nothing i mean one woman in her mug shot jamie pagel she has on a uh, uh, a camouflage hoodie so i can barely see her but uh, i mean other than that it's just some average ass looking white women so i don't know why they so fucked up in the game that they out here you know sucking and fucking on the job like you fucking up your money like what, what got y'all and it's five of them that's what's crazy about it so they just out here willy-nilly busting it wide open you know, getting getting pleasure and getting paid, but I guess that's that's what it is. I mean, we seeing everything from these CNAs to teachers. There was a story about a teacher that just broke. She uh she fucked around. She was uh, well, she high school or middle school, but she um adopted one of her students, a male black male student, and she, and he was fucking her. Well, she was raping him and she didn't have a baby by this 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 little boy. And I think I think he's in his mid teens right now. And she you know she was grooming him young. So I don't know what's going on with these women in these positions of power and uh, you know trying to I guess they want to be part of the Me Too movement on the opposite end. So I don't know what the fuck is going on cuz we're seeing stories coming out left and right. With these teachers abusing their powers and now these CNAs, it is such an odd thing that's going on right now, but I think this probably has always been going on, but when it happens to boys, you know, we look at it like he's becoming a man. You know, you look at, you know, 13, 14 year old boy being seduced by some woman in her late 20s and uh well raped actually by some woman in their late 20s and it's just like oh well shit you a man now but you don't know how that just fucks with a child's head you know with a young boy's head so now he's about to have intimacy issues coming up and shit like that and he might develop some uh complex or something like that and he's going to have difficult relationships with you know women in the future as he gets older you see what i'm saying so we don't understand how it affects boys because we're just like, oh, well, if he didn't want to get raped, his, his dick wouldn't have got hard or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it it's just not always the case. I mean, sometimes you just touch it, boom. Somebody else touches it, boom. It's hard, you know, and it's just here we go. So this is a situation where we really need to kind of take a step back and start protecting our boys and, um But as far as this situation right here, uh, maybe I am comparing apples to oranges. I don't feel like these women should be arrested unless it was a situation where somebody was like not willing, you know what I'm saying? But this is just like sexual misconduct or something. You know, they're all accused of having sex with the patients. It ain't like they coerce them and something like that and start taking their disability checks or something like that. Like, I give you some pussy and, you know, you give me this $1,800 that you get, you know, from the from the government, this SSI check or some shit like that. So, um, yeah, it just says that, you know, uh, officers were stated as saying, you know, these women have been discharged, you know, for unhealthy relationships with patients. So, hey... I don't see nothing too bad, but the reason I got them holding this L is because how fucked up in the game are y'all, these five CNAs, to be, you know, sucking fucking, busting it wide open, selling that fruit cocktail to uh, patients in a mental health facility. So, Carolyn, Jamie, Shelby, Megan, and Paige hold this L, and it's not shaped like a dildo, so I don't know what y'all gonna do, use a finger or two and spit on it you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes we have to give it to the brother virgil virgil Abloh. sorry almost fell out my chair (laughs) shout out to virgil for his gig with uh louis vuitton now i'm a little bit on the fence about him taking this uh director of menswear job uh you know, due to his own Off-White brand, you know, skyrocketing. You know, he has a, he's had very successful collaborations uh, in the past with like Nike. Uh, he just had those Vapor Maxes drop, uh, which were extremely hard to get. And uh, back in the summer, he's collabed with uh, IKEA. And Virgil, you know, he pretty much keeps his ear to the street, and he knows, you know. Their the youth moves the culture. So, Louis, you know, they ain't low. You know, they don't want to deal with competition on the streetwear and ready to wear side. So, they hired this brother. You know, I hope he stays with his off white brand and doesn't become engulfed with Louis Vuitton because what he wanted to do with off white is he wanted to make it uh, like a streetwear brand that was, uh, you know, chic and could compete with the other french houses or european high-end designers whatever you want to call it and uh and he's really done that because he's created some fire material with that off-white uh um brand and uh, he made some fire ass women's boots they're like some thigh high uh heel boots or well, knee highs and uh a bit almost thigh high and he just had the quote walking like running down the side of them and I thought that was just genius like these boots are made for walking but uh yeah and then I love what he did with uh with the Nike brand and just basically he just kind of destructed the shoe and kind of built it back up and you know put some words on it and things like that and they're going for crazy right now like everything from the Air Jordan 1s to the uh, Vapor Maxes, uh this is he's a brilliant guy and he's also uh Kanye's man too. You know, uh, Kanye's been a mentor to him and I think vice versa too. And uh, you know, it's dope to see, you know, this would be the first black director of, you know, menswear with uh, louis And like I said, they ain't low. They seen that he was making some serious moves and uh you know just what he's done with off-white and the other collaborations that he's had everything that he's touched is hot and if you don't know what off-white is it's a great streetwear brand um but it's like high-end streetwear very high quality fabrics and uh very pricey too but it's you know i feel like it's a step i feel like it's a step above supreme well you know i know supreme is the hype beast uh uh catholic garb of uh of uh, fashion so to speak but i think off-white is just a step above a couple steps above supreme because right now i think supreme is just biting off old 2000 styles like right now supreme is doing this whole patch jacket thing and this whole nba patch thing like i got a patch jacket back in storage in the storage unit from fucking 2004 2003 or 2004 and that bitch got some old nba logos on it so i might dust that off and you know get some hype beast child to uh purchase it from me. And I purchase it from me because i remember i bought it, it's a mitchell and s when i bought it for like 200 bucks uh that's a lot of money then and now too i don't know what the fuck i was thinking uh but um yeah and it's still in pristine condition too because I, I barely wore it you know so uh Yeah, so I might have to bring that out and flip that bitch for $400 or something like that or trade it for some Yeezys or some shit like that. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, shout out to Virgil Abloh. And, um, you know, it is word on the street is that he will stay on uh, with Off-White and oversee uh, some of their fashions and designs and things like that. I just don't want it to fall by the wayside because it's one of those things where, uh, remember when Kanye went on that, that rant On uh Sway in the morning And Sway was about to give him them hands When he's like how Sway how And he was getting a little aggressive And Sway was letting him know like yo we could shoot the fair one You know a- after this If you keep on acting like this And um, you know And Sway really he, he did Talk some sense into Kanye Even though Kanye was just going off like It ain't Ralph though it ain't Ralph though And he's like dude just put up your own money and just make the shit happen, you, you're you a big enough brand yourself, you know, he was, you know, because Kanye's whole thing was he, you know, Ralph Lauren and, you know, all these big French uh, designers, these French houses, I think that's what they call them, uh, you know, Louis Gucci, all this other shit, wasn't, you know, trying to show him the ropes and he was trying to partner with these, even though he did partner with Louis uh, Vuitton first, he had that sneaker deal with them way, way back when he was still the backpack kid, you know what I'm saying? Louis Vuitton Don but he was just you know he was thinking on a lower level of let me just collaborate with an already established you know designer as opposed to let me just create my own and you see where he is now he's on what season 6 about to move on to season 7 of his clothing line and he's pretty much finessed the game with his designs because right now it's just dad swagger and mom swagger clothing like you've seen kim k out here in a sports bra and biker shorts and thick ass chunky shoes like he's out there in calabasas just watching these old white folks these middle-aged white folks and like oh okay that'd be hot if i put it on or if kim puts it on you see what i'm saying because kim is like the ultimate muse right now because she's what's hot in the streets and you know kids look up the little boys look up to yay and so he's running around here and dad hats and you know dad shoes these chunky ass shoes that you see that's the wave right now and like I was having lunch with Julio shout out to my man's Julio we we're talking about fashion uh what was it Tuesday yeah it was Tuesday we were eating and um I told him I was like Julio I'm telling you dad jeans about to come up because he was like man I just got into you know getting smaller jeans and you know uh you know the fit and you know a little bit of skinny jeans and shit like that and uh i was like nigga boot cut's about to be the wave right now that's about to be the wave i'm telling you kanye is about to make it happen or asap because we we're just it started with the hats with uh the brother bryson tiller and now it's morphing into these oversized shirts you know these goofy ass looking dad shirts and then you got these chunky ass dad shoes you got people uh, trying to buy air monarchs now which is crazy and it's just this whole level of kanye is making being older cool like don't ain't nobody catching that right now so the jeans are next and i'm proud to say that i stay with my dad jeans you you have not seen me out here in skinny jeans out here in these streets looking like a thick pig you know what i'm saying because i just i can't do it couldn't do it you know, even when the who was that? The new boys came out with your jerk and them little ass jeans and everybody's like, oh, OK, this is the wave now. Nah, not over here, son. Not over here, son. But uh, that's not all heroes wear case. Shout out to that brother Virgil um, doing his own thing and, uh, you know, teaming with Louis and um, hey, bringing high design to the streets. But even though the streets already been fucking with high end, you know, menswear, women's wear alright so moving on to health over wealth you know what I say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from Oliver Wendell Holmes it says pretty much all the honest truth-telling there is in the world is done by children and I say that to say this or I use this quote to say this that we really need to start protecting our children more. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about the heartbreaking story of uh the little boy Devonte hart who was in that picture uh hugging those cops down there who was at in that protest it was up there in oregon uh in response to what was happening in ferguson um they had that little black boy hugging and crying and everybody thought you know outside looking in media tried to portray it as the little boy was out here you know overcome With uh, compassion, and you know what was going on in the world, and he was trying to extend an olive branch to the cops. But uh, it looks like his adoptive mothers, um, Jennifer and Sarah Hart, uh, they were abusing those kids. Um, You know, they were, uh, yeah, they had what six kids all together adopted. And uh these women drove off the cliff. Like we don't know where these, like they recovered three of the bodies of the kids. Um, but the other three children, we don't know where they're at. The uh, women drove off the cliff. And this happened in response to neighbors calling CPS because uh, Devante and his sisters, and one of his sisters, would go to neighbors' houses and say, "Hey, these women are starving us. My moms are starving us. Can you please leave some food by the gate or in the mailbox for us?" And uh, you know, one of the girls ran over to the neighbor's house, you know, late one night, and she was being, uh, you know, beat or something like that. And one of these women was convicted of, uh, you know, abuse. For children, or something like that. Um, and what's crazy is these women, um, you know, were, had these kids out here, uh, you know, uh, marching for Bernie and all this other stuff, and had these kids looking, you know, looking like just model citizens and all this other stuff, but they were starving these kids and beating them. And uh, these women drove off a cliff, there was no brake marks nothing just drove clear off a cliff into some into the ocean and uh they're saying right now that the uh, black box in the suv could tell them uh how fast they were going when they drove off the cliff um, off of california's uh, pacific coast highway so um yeah it just looks like you know shit was about to hit the fan for these women and uh you know for abusing these kids and we have to we have to really start protecting these children i've seen a interview with the neighbors and they were talking about they wish they would have called the the authorities sooner instead of letting it get to this point they should have called after the first incident um and then it makes me think of what's going on with these uh parkland students and uh how laura ingram tried to bully one of the students online um that boy's name David Hogg. Uh, how the Fox News analyst Laura Ingram was trying to shit on him about not getting into some universities, and then all of a sudden, uh, David Hogg he just basically targeted their uh, her sponsors on her show. And so, about a dozen sponsors pulled away, and now all of a sudden, Laura Ingram's talking about she's about to take a week off and enjoy some time with her family. And there's going to be some co-hosts, and I mean, we've seen this story before with the sexual misconduct and the allegations against uh, Bill O'Reilly with the same Fox News network. And it started off like, "Oh, I'm going to just take a little vacation." Once the sponsors start pulling out, and then all of a sudden, he's off the fucking net net air. So this might happen to Laura Ingram here. And I say we have to protect these kids uh because with the heart boy Devontae, you know like i said outside looking in it was like he was having this compassion you know towards cops and all this other shit they wanted to paint it like that but that little boy probably was calling out for help like help me like these women are starving us my adoptive mothers are starving us beating the shit out of us and uh, now no, nobody know where that boy's body is at because they only covered just the parents, uh, the two women, and uh, three of the children. And we don't know where the other three kids are at. Um, hopefully they ran away or they're some way safe, but uh, who the fuck knows, you know? And then I bring up the David Hogg situation because I feel like these kids, even though the youth is the future, there should be some... Some adults standing in front of these kids, you know, taking some of these blows because the way some of these gun advocates, so-called gun advocates and some of these folks on the right are attacking these children. It is disgusting. Like you are a whole ass adult and you're coming at a 16, 17 year old with so much vitriol and hate in your heart, you know, just because you've been corrupted. And that's what it boils down to. You've been corrupted by the system. And a lot of times these kids, you know, they're pure and they still believe in, you know, that change can be made, you know, and that's a beautiful thing about the youth. You know, they don't have to worry about, well, shit, these, they don't have to worry about capitalism, you know, because my folks are working, you know, there's a roof up over my head and the only thing I have to worry about is schoolwork so I can fight the good fight in a pure form. You know, there's nothing where it's just like, oh, well, I need to worry about my job and this roof over my head and how I'm going to pay for this, that and the third. And so you and you're not corrupted by dirty money and somebody holding something over your head, you know, and so that's why I say we just really need to uh, protect the youth. We really do. Uh, There's needs to be done more by us adults. And, uh, we need to, uh, kind of stop putting these kids out here in the forefront. We need to protect them. We really do. Like I said, I value these kids' opinions, you know, with these Parkland kids. I value their opinions, uh, so much. But to have them up there debating with adults, there needs to be just somebody up there who has their back also, like an adult, you know, because these kids are taking some vicious attacks from some very corrupt people with dirty souls. Um... And then as far as the, you know, the heart kids, we really have to start community uh, parenting again. We have to start checking on kids, asking them how they're doing and things like that. Even if it's a complete, you know, a kid that you don't know, you know, we have to just start checking in on kids. Like, hey, how y'all doing? You know, everything all right with you? You know, that's where the importance of community comes in. There's so many times where it seems as if we just kind of you know let people you know just do that shit that's them niggas you know let them do their thing you know as long as it ain't over here affecting me but you know part of being a a decent human being is uh you know caring about others so we really have to start looking out for these little kids out here and uh you know it's heartbreaking even though these these neighbors did the right thing I think they did the right thing a little bit too late you know as soon as that first incident hit they should have called somebody they should have called authorities um but yeah, that's all I got. So nothing but love and respect. Um, and I will see y'all next week.